The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And on today's episode, we'll talk about an update on Nikhil Harry's injury status. We'll also talk about uh, what's going on with, with Matt Eberflus and how he has his office set up. I just found it interesting. He's, he's really looking forward to the Pro Bowl. And then we'll, uh, our Super Bowl, I should also say, um, we will be talking about our takeaways from the second week of Bears training camp. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, so thank you for joining me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bears Central, the daily episode holding down for C-Dub and Bobby, and we're going to get right into it. So as of right now, uh, Nikhil Harry has been uh, diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. So what does that mean? Um, most high ankle sprains take about six to eight weeks to recover from. So that's the timetable we're looking out for Nikhil Harry, unless something, uh, unless an update comes and we get, and we get some different news. But as of right now, you can expect Nikhil Harry to probably miss about six to eight weeks. Now, the question that remains with that, with injuries to Byron Pringle, with, uh, Vayus Jones being, uh, dinged up. I won't say that Vayus Jones is injured per se, because it seems like he's listed as day to day, maybe more of a precautionary thing with him, but the, the, Everything going on with that wide receiver core. The Bears have also, we've gotten some rumors around that they are looking at maybe possibly bringing in some more wide receivers if need be during camp and the in the uh, in the preseason, things like that. We'll see what happens. I know I brought up about a video before with the injuries. Do the Bears now maybe look to pivot towards uh, bringing in a Will Fuller or something? Keep in mind, if even if they do, yes, Will Fuller has his own issues with drop passes, staying healthy as well. But they're not really, they wouldn't at that point be betting on him to be a big part of the wide receiver core, more so just bringing in depth piece, some insurance there in case some other people don't work out, things like that. So will the Bears look towards something like that? We'll see. It's a possibility. I don't know. The, the thing is, and what will answer this really, it comes down to this. Do the Chicago Bears, have they seen enough from Nikhil Harry to where they think, hey, he has a really good chance of being a, a, a player for us and winning a position um, a spot on this 53-man final roster, if they do that, if the coaching staff still believes in him, considering, you know, they traded for him, they went out and got him, there is a chance that they may completely wait. Nikhil Harry, they may not cut him, but there is as well that chance. There's always that chance that that Nikhil Harry may be cut. And you're looking at, at, you know, being out six to eight weeks, that, that's going to put him out past the start of the of the regular season. Do the Chicago Bears wait that long? That is the biggest question that's left to be said here. We'll see. I don't really have the answer for that. I haven't got to see Nikhil Harry play. We have saw some things coming out of training camp, but it really just boils down to that one question and that one question alone. Does the coaching staff, have they seen enough from him to where they feel comfortable waiting on him? So we'll see what happens there. Let me know down below. Do you think this injury to Nikhil Harry, does it cost him a spot on the Chicago Bears roster? Do you think they will hold out. Do you think they're going to hold out, hold out considering they trade for him and he's still going to get an opportunity to prove himself on this team? And like I said before, prayers up to Nikhil Harry. It does suck. I know he's still going to look at other doctors and things. Hopefully he gets a better outlook to where maybe he's not going to be, be gone that long six-week period, six- to eight-week period. So 
we'll continue monitoring, seeing what's happening with that. Um, this next one up is an interesting story. So it actually came out that uh, as it, Matt Eberflus in his office apparently has a case with a lot of Bears helmets. He has shelves, picture frames, things like that. And on the top corner of each of the pixie glass cases, he has two empty shelves. One space for the George Hollis trophy, uh, and the next one for the Lombardi trophy uh, awarded to the winners of the of the Super Bowl champions. Of course, we all know that. Now, does that? It seems like he's he's also relayed that message to the staff members, players, everything. Um, th- that his goal is to bring this franchise back to relevancy. Like the fact that that in this century, the Bears have only been to the playoffs six times. Let's just let's just in this century, the Chicago Bears have only been to the playoffs six times. But the fact that Matt Eberflus is 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 sending a message and holding himself accountable by doing. I know one may say and look at it and be like, it's a case, Hayes. Like. Come on, what really means from it? But the fact that he talks about bringing this, what it could mean for bringing this franchise back. Again, much like with DeMar DeRozan with the Bulls, like talking about inheriting the ghost of MJ, talking about the things and, and what it means to be a, a Bull and wear that jersey. Like the fact that this head coach, he's come in, he's changed the culture, he's done some things, but also has his eyes set on bringing this franchise back to where the heights that it was at one point in time. Feels great. It feels great. Now to keep this going, Peter King did have an interview in which he talked about the Chicago Bears. He talked about Ryan Poles. He talked about Matt Eberflus, and he said this. He thought that Matt Eberflus was going to get a job last year. He said that it was talked for about the past two to three years of Matt. E- I'm sorry, of uh, Ryan Poles getting a job in the NFL. Talked about his pedigree um, from the Kansas from Kansas City, working under Scott uh, Poley and, and and Brett Veach with the Chiefs, like all of that. And he says this. One of the things that Poles learned so well early on in Kansas City is that there are no shortcuts to be great. I think that's something he brought to the Bears. When I say there are no shortcuts to be great, look, he obviously shafts at calling this a rebuilding year. But I don't care what you call it. The Bears aren't going to win much this year. At least I don't think whatever it is, this is not the final iteration of Matt Eberflus and the Ryan Poles team. So, you know, and even with that, King also says that uh, that uh, Eberflus has everything to make, be a great coach. And that is in his tenure with the uh, Kansas City, I'm sorry, with the Indianapolis Colts as a defensive coordinator, that he saw that pedigree there. He says, one person in the organization told me about a year later, he called it incredibly fuicious uh, that they were stuck with Matt Eberflus because he was such a really good coach. He was a bottom line, total detail guy. The one thing you can and want in your head coach is you want a guy who has the attention to detail. He gets, all, he gets along well with the general manager and they're each on the same page in terms of personnel acquisition. Both of these guys are like that. So having synergy in the front office with your coaching staff to have Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus come to this team with the focus on building something special here. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 headline type things, but it's things that I look at and I and as somebody who's been a fan of this team and of this franchise for my whole entire life, it feels good to have people in those positions. Now, again, keep in mind, it was all sunshine and rainbows when Matt Nagy first came here as well. But for Matt Eberflus, we want to see the development. We want to see it. And hopefully, it's not just a one-season thing. Hopefully, we're not three years away from this talking about, hey, why is Eberflus still here? The culture that they're building, everything else, how they're holding people accountable is one of the things that I, I love and that has me so excited for this team. So with that now, let's get into our takeaways so far from the Chicago Bears training camp in the two weeks that has been going on so far. From what it seems, from all the reports, is that right now, the practice have been intense. They are going at it hard for not only players who want to prove themselves, who want to earn that position, earn that starting role, but the coaches are also putting them to the test to find the best combinations, to find what players offer them, 
the best situations to put a winning team out on the field. The complete culture shift is what's going on, empowering the young players, building up confidence in the young players. One thing with Matt Nagy, it seemed like he didn't trust. He took the power away from the young people and kind of maybe stunted their growth some. It seems as of right now, and I only use the, team, the, the terms of right now because, you know, just in case things do go left, but it's a complete culture shift with Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze coming into this team. Uh, right, Cole Komet, already the hardest practice I've ever been a part of. Ever been a part of. Come on. This, look, this is what we want to see. This is, the, this is Chicago, man. This is the Bears. We want that tough edge team. We want a team that goes hard. We want all of those things. Eddie Jackson saying you can do two things. Tap out, cr stop, cry, complain, or you can step up. And no one has tapped out from Eddie Jackson what he said. And that's period, point blank. That's one of the great things coming out of this training camp so far for the Chicago Bears. Now, on the flip side of that, as positive as that is, it seems like the offense is still very much a work in progress. And now, you know, Schofield in this, uh, Michael Schofield, uh, who is an offensive lineman, he said this, it doesn't click right away. Offense was struggling even two uh, weeks two and three into the regular season, talking about Denver, but somewhere between re weeks four through six, it just clicked. I feel like that's a big thing with this offense. It's going to take time. The backs have to see it. O-line has to see it. And once we see it, that's when when things start getting special. So while, you know, yes, there are some issues with that offense so, so far. Like I said, seems like it's not quite clicking the way that Luke Getze may have wanted it to. But again, it's going to happen. You're installing a whole new offense. You have so many new players in here as well. The offensive line that is, for the most part, unproven. Yeah. So that makes some sense. And with that offensive line that we're talking about that, this team is high on Braxton Jones. That is another takeaway from this. While the, while the offensive line isn't set in stone yet, it seems like Braxton Jones is the favorite to start at left tackle, whereas maybe, you know, Tevin Jenkins has to earn a spot. He's still there to compete for a spot, things like that. It seems like Braxton Jones has come in, impressed his coaches, impressed everything to the point where it's almost a surefire thing that he's going to be in that, in that, on that offensive line starting for the Chicago Bears when that season starts. And then another takeaway, Tristan Ebner. Seems to be making an impression in training camp. Now, whether that comes from him being on special teams, which he did win awards in college for, for special teams, which I do expect him to be explosive in that. Even Khalil Herbert noticing this. He says he can catch the ball really well out the backfield. He's really explosive. I'm excited to see what he can do because he's a very explosive player. So, yeah, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert are definitely going to be top backs on this roster for sure. But Ebner is going to compete for touches. He's going to get to, he's going to get chances in that special teams game. I think him and Valius Jones as well are both going to get that. But Tristan Ebner continues to impress as well. And then, lastly, the injuries, right? Where do things stand because of injuries? We talked about it a little bit, talked about Nikhil Harry, By Byron Pringle, but the injuries are stacking up for the Chicago Bears, and they're stacking up at that position of wide receiver. How, who steps up in a case like this? Who's going to be the one to step up? Who's going to be the one to maybe take advantage and maybe, especially at the start of preseason, if these guys are still banged up, maybe earn them a spot on the, on the roster? One of those guys is Tajay Sharp. It seems like by everything, the practices that, that uh, Nikhil Harry, Vayus Jones, and Byron Pringle missed, is that he stepped up. Matt Eberflus, Maberflus. Matt Eberflus said this about Sharp. When you have a guy to step up like that, that's awesome. That's what it's all about, right? Guys go down, guys step up, and Tajay did a nice job. We're excited to have him back. He's back now, and he looks good in drills. So, again, stepping up big time. Big time. Jay, uh, a lot of the rookies impressing. Jaquan Brisker, who Jalen uh, Johnson has been very high on. Al-Qualim Muhammad seems like he may 
end up getting that start starter spot over Travis Gibson. Now, I know, like, hey, we'll see what happens with that. I still think Gibson's probably the better player, but it seems by everything right now that he has the edge. He has the edge to be, get the, be that starting spot. It's going to be some people that are in some starting situations that we don't expect. And then lastly, takeaway from training camp is Equinemius St. Brown. EQ has stepped up and is probably going to be the wide receiver too when it's all said and done. Been a player that's hugely impressed. You don't hear nothing but good things from him. Justin Fields from him. He's been in this offense for a number of years, so he really doesn't make mistakes when it comes to running the plays. Already been talked about how his, his chemistry with Justin Fields is already better than, than a, a, a Byron Pringle even before Byron went down. So this, th- th- listen, this training camp has answered some questions. Some questions still left to be answered as well. But it's a lot of positives coming out of this training camp. And as we prepare for our first preseason game on Saturday, it's going to be a lot to look out for for the Chicago Bears team. I, for one, am super excited about it. Are you excited about it as well? Let me know down below. Who do you think is going to step up? Who do you think is going to maybe make this roster that you didn't see before? Let me know about Nikhil Harry. Do you think that this injury stops him from making the final 53-man roster? Let me know all that down below. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for just supporting this channel as we continue to grow, passing 2,000 subscribers before the first preseason game, which was our goal, and we did it, and that's because of you guys. As we continue to grow, make sure you sound off as well. We want to hear from you guys. Be in touch with us. Be in tune with us. We have a voicemail that I plug at the end of every show, and we want to hear from you guys with that. Do not let that go unanswered or unheard. So we want to hear from a Matter of fact, I'm going to rerun the text message we got. This one is from the 480, and this was actually sent in last week. If the Bears trade Jenkins and he becomes Trent Williams, but Chris Morgan develops Jones into Armstead, does Poe look like a jackass or a genius? I still say Ryan Poe looks like a genius in that case. But that is how you guys can interact with us. Make sure you do so. Make sure you follow us at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. You can also send us any texts or voicemails to 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Chicago Bear Central, the daily episode. I will be back tomorrow. You guys got it. I got the news there. Like I like to end every episode on. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.